sometimes the conversation around boundaries can feel really tricky and overwhelming. Sometimes it can feel unnecessary. It's pretty rare though that I think that we walk away as we're talking about and thinking about boundaries, thinking, yeah, I got that. I got no issues there. My boundaries are strong. And I'm going to guess, because you've chosen to listen to this episode around boundaries as a pastor, as a ministry leader, you're hoping for a little bit of help with figuring out what boundaries to set and how to do it. So welcome back to Counseling Tips for Pastors and Ministry Leaders. We are building today on last week's conversation around boundaries. And um, we talked last week about what boundaries are and how they're influencing you, um, not just as a leader, a pastor, but as a person, as a husband, as a, as a wife, as a, a parent. And today, I want to turn that corner and get practical with it and offer some tips for not just how to maybe think about boundaries, but how to actually do it, how to actually implement it. Because if it were easy, well, we would all be doing a lot better with our boundaries. So welcome to today's conversation. My name is Jessica Hayes, and I'm a licensed counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of South Carolina. I'm the director at I Hope Christian Care and Counseling, and the I Hope Center is sponsoring this podcast with the goal of equipping pastors and ministry leaders with um, strategies and tips and ideas for um, relationships and mental health and, and the counseling related needs of ministry as well as offering encouragement to those of us in ministry because it it is hard work. It's not easy. And um, there's spiritual warfare. There's a world and culture around us that is laughing at the idea of following God, following the Bible. And people are broken and we are broken. And so ministry with all of its difficulties, we need to encourage one another in that holy work. And that is our goal with today's conversation and every episode of Counseling Tips for Pastors and Ministry Leaders to equip you and encourage you. And so before we jump into um, the tips that I wanna talk through today for how to implement boundaries, I just want to give um, one other little reminder to encourage you to head over to ihopeflorence.com and you can find out more about the services, um, counseling and life coaching that we offer at the I Hope Center here in South Carolina. And you can find out more about making a donation because we are a 501c3 um, charitable organization in South Carolina and we rely on donations and gifts to keep this ministry going. So head over there to ihopeflorence.com unless you're driving or, you know, in a scenario where you can't realistically um, type things into your phone, of course. Um, But, you know, come back later. Click the link in the show notes description there and head over to ihopeflorence.com. But with all of that in mind, let's build on this conversation around boundaries. So um, I'm not going to rehash 
what I'm talking about when I say boundaries. We talked primarily about physical, time, and emotion, um, and, and the different types of boundaries in those areas, and whichever one you're focusing on. The first thing that I would encourage you to do as far as actually implementing boundaries, following through on boundaries, is to label them. And you might write that down. I personally find it very valuable. I'm very visual. I like to write things down, write down my goals, write down my plans. Um, Not everyone operates that way, but whatever it is, whether you're writing it or saying it, whether it's with the Lord, with a conversation at home with your, your spouse, but label the boundaries that you are trying to implement. Because if you can't clearly articulate it, it's going to be next to impossible to actually follow through on it. And as you're labeling what boundaries you're aiming for, the first priority there is scripture. And what does the Bible tell us are healthy and appropriate boundaries with our, our physical relationships and our bodies, with our time and what we commit to. Um, we want our yes to be yes and our no to be no. So if you say yes to everything, you might fall short there. And with our emotions and and kind of what we're allowing to influence us, consider the biblical commands and encouragements for boundaries and what they should look like, and consider your own strengths and weaknesses. Everyone has different temptations, different backgrounds, different support structures. If you're in a tiny church or you're in a mega church, Um, If you have a wonderful life group, small group, discipleship group, or you just moved to town and you're still trying to make friends, wherever you're at, you need to recognize what are my struggles and what are my strengths that I can lean on. That's going to help you label the boundaries that you are aiming for. And a second piece there, once you've labeled it, again, you might have written it, you might have said it, you might have thought it, get some support in place. Tell someone that this is a boundary you're working on. That might be telling um, the secretary at your church, I'm not going to have one-on-one meetings with someone of the opposite gender. Um, So if that comes up, we're going to sit here in the lobby or, you know, we'll leave the door open. And now they know if they walk by, And that boundary is not being kept because you just weren't thinking about it. You walked in the office, she followed you, she shut the door because that's that's normal. That's not like a weird thing to shut a door when you're going to have a private conversation. You know, you might cross boundaries without meaning to, but if other people know I'm working on this boundary, well, now they have permission and they can hold you accountable. They can follow up with you. You know, your secretary can knock on the door and open it. Um, if it's a time boundary thing, you know, you're, you and your spouse might need to sit down every week and review the calendar. What did you say yes to or no to? Whatever the boundary is, if people know about it, it's a lot more likely you're going to get help in following through. Now, it's also really helpful, um, and these are some of the places that come up in counseling, especially um, because, you know, at the IHOPE Center, you know, we have a discount for pastors and I'm married to a pastor, and so I know that um, there's kind of the basics of how do you set boundaries, and then there's the nitty-gritty, we're struggling through this, maybe things got messy and now we're trying to fix the problem, that type of boundary setting. 
And so one thing that I often recommend and I find really helpful, especially if it's a new boundary that you're working on, is to practice saying it ahead of time. Practice saying out loud, you know, let's go with that scenario. You're having a a one-on-one and it's someone of the opposite gender. She followed you into your office at church. She shut the door because she wasn't thinking about it. How might you handle that? How might you turn around and say, actually, I know this is a private conversation. I'm not trying to involve other people, um, but, you know, we have a church policy here. We're going to keep the door open. How might you say that? Because you could say it stumbling over your words and blushing and getting really awkward. That's probably not going to help that difficult conversation move forward. You could say it very harshly. Oh, you shut the door. Oh, I never shut the door. Why would you do that? No, no, no. Let's, we open it back up here. That's what we do here. You're saying the same thing. Neither of those is actually going to be very loving, very caring, very pastoral. So if you've practiced ahead of time, and maybe the most classic example here is the times when you need to say no. No, I can't actually help at that event that's coming up. No, I can't do marriage counseling with you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't have room on my schedule. I don't have the expertise there. Whatever it might be. Sometimes saying no to yourself in front of the mirror is a great place to start. We need to practice saying the boundary, setting the boundary, or there's no chance that we're going to be successful with it in the real world when someone else is standing in front of us. And alongside that would be thinking through the what ifs with whatever the boundary is, what is likely to go wrong? Maybe that's because of the um, setting that your ministry is in or where your church is. Maybe that's your own struggles. You struggle with certain temptations. Um, Maybe you've pre-committed to way too many events, way too many things going on and you're figuring out, oh, I need to come back and say, I'm so sorry. I can't do that. How am I going to say no in the future? How do I maintain the relationship? There's all sorts of what ifs or predictable problems. And if you think about it ahead of time, you're a lot more likely to then still follow through on that boundary. You're not going to get stuck. If you say no, maybe you practice. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Bob. I just, I can't join you at that group. I can't help lead it. I don't have room in my schedule. I'm so sorry. Okay, Bob might say, sure, no problem. Thanks, pastor. See you later. Or Bob might say, oh, are you sure? I mean, I think it's really important. And if the pastor's not in it, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to come. I mean, I, I really, I really need you there, pastor. Can't you do it for me? Well, how are you going to (laughs) respond? That's a pretty predictable what if. Nothing against anyone out there named Bob. It's just an example But if you've already thought through, not only what will I say, but how will I handle the pushback, what might go wrong, then you're a lot more likely to follow through. So not only is it worth thinking about what boundaries you want in your life, but take those action steps to prepare for it, to involve other people, and to set yourself up for success. My husband, actually, when I met him, he... Um, what did he call it? He had a media menu, thinking back to that boundary around what are you letting influence you? There were certain shows, certain authors, um, uh, podcasts wasn't as big of a thing back then, but you know, there were certain things that he knew I'm allowed to 
watch this. You know, I'm allowing myself to look at these news sites or to, to read these authors. And then here's another category of people that I might do that socially because I'm with my friends and it's, you know, it's a sitcom or whatever. And then there were things on the list that was like, I'm just, if that's coming on the radio, I'm going to turn the channel. He had already decided those boundaries. He told me about it. He told other people. And that made a big difference in his follow through on having healthy boundaries with what he was allowing to influence him, um, what he was allowing to influence him, like we talked about in last week's episode. Um, So those are just a few examples, a few how-to action steps that I hope are helpful. But um, the ultimate thing, my friend, as always, is to ask God for wisdom, for strength, for perseverance, and to surround yourself with wise, godly advisors. We see that in Proverbs 15, that many plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So don't try to do it alone. And if you are local in South Carolina and some coaching through these issues, or maybe even some professional counseling, um, you know, if you think that might be helpful or there are people in your church or your ministry or your family that you want to um, reach out and just ask us a question or make a referral, you can find all that information at ihopeflorence.com and get connected with us there. And again, if you're local to South Carolina, I invite you to make a donation and support this ministry so we can keep our client fees low and continue to offer resources like this podcast. So I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Subscribe to the show if you haven't done it yet, because we'll be back next week. And if you have listened to a few episodes so far, please leave a review, leave a comment. Um, That goes a long way in boosting the algorithms and all of that, um, and gives us encouragement and direction if there might be topics that you want us to cover. But I will sign off for now. Again, this is Counseling Tips for Pastors and Ministry Leaders, sponsored by I Hope Christian Care and Counseling a distinctly Christian nonprofit counseling center in Florence, South Carolina, and we'll be back next week.